Hi, this is Sylvie Curry from Ramona, California, and I'm listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet before we nursed. Delicious, Liberty. It's shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top men. We welcome you into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Where we talk about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We do it live here every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We are also recording. So if you're missing the first hour, you can get that in audio podcast tomorrow morning. I'll release it at 11.55 here tonight, but it's typically early in the morning before the feed actually updates. And the second hour of the show will be found on Thursdays, and the best of will be on Friday. Now, we will follow the same release schedule. If I can live in contradiction, which is where I love to live, allow me to do that. So, it is Wednesday tonight. I get lost in the Tuesday thing because I've only been doing Tuesday nights for the last 17 years. So, please, uh, you know, forgive me. Uh-oh. It's Wednesday tonight, so at 11.55, I will release our number one into the feed. That will hit on Thursday tomorrow, early in the morning. Friday, we will stay with the traditional best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less release, which I'll tell you about here in a second. And then Saturday, you will find the release of the second hour of the Barbecue Central show. It's what we did last week. It's what we're doing this week. And then next week... On the 10th, I'm sorry, on the 9th, we will go back to a live Tuesday show. We'll do it live. And then it will be first hour on Wednesday, second hour on Thursday, best of on Friday. But these last two weeks have been a little involved because I have been coming back from Texas on two separate trips, two separate reasons, but oddly enough, from Texas both times and Tuesday on the return, and it wasn't going to work to get the show in on Tuesdays either time which is why we're doing them live on Wednesdays here this evening. So once again, Thursday, hour number one, then the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less on Friday, and then hour number two of the Barbecue Central show on Saturday again this week, and then we'll be back to the normal live Tuesday show next week on the 9th with podcast releases Wednesday, Thursday, and best moments on Friday. Is that confusing enough for everybody? Yes, of course it is. That's why we're doing it live all the time. We'll do it live. It's better to do it live, Bill. Still to come on the show this evening, Sam the Cooking Guy will join me. And we say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can watch us over on Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch us on YouTube slash R.D. Rempe and listen audibly through Clubhouse if you would like, where we have a massive contingent listening in here this evening. We also have a new YouTube poll question of the week. 
And it's climbing back, believe it or not. And I find it hard to believe, but I asked the listening public in the live audience, by the way, if you would like to react to me through email later in the week, use the ever popular and easy to remember email address until further notice, Greg Rempe1974, and send no news. Don't do that. The YouTube poll question of the week is battery powered cookers will be the next big thing in live fire. Yes or no. Now, 79% of you are saying no. Get that big stuff out of here. 21% of you are saying yes. I'm shocked. Wait, we have an update. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Greg Rempe reporting for the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, Bomb City, USA, the city that breaks the most live fire breaking news across the nation. Hey, the globe. Now, 80% are saying no. 20% are saying yes. So it was 21% just a second ago, but somebody came into the into the poll, voted, and now we're back to an 80-20 split where the majority is saying no. However, down from 90% as we started the show here. So over the course of the show, popularity of saying no has dwindled, but not enough to catch up. Hey, look who's made it in. It's Facebook star and chat GPT expert extraordinaire Ron Happ. Probably coming in for the Sam the Cooking Guy segment, pulling up a seat and making sure that he's ready for that. So glad you could be part of the show here tonight, Ron. And we welcome everybody else that's joining us through Facebook or YouTube or Clubhouse or wherever the hell you're getting this show. We certainly appreciate you tuning in live as always. Uh, as we were coming out of the first hour, I had mentioned that there is a new barbecue series. This was announced April 6th, so uh, just uh, under a month ago. World Food Championships partners with Famous Dave's for the All-Star Barbecue Series. The World Food Championships announced that it's partnering with Famous Dave's of America, FDA, to find and reward the best competition barbecue teams in America through an Nation, through a nationwide barbecue battle, the famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series, which will begin in Las Vegas like in a week and a half, will feature celebrity and local pitmasters during a consumer-facing multi-category barbecue challenge at select famous Dave restaurants throughout the country. The winning teams will then qualify into the famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Championship to be hosted by the World Food Championships during its 11th annual tournament in Dallas, Texas this fall. This marks the first strategic gateway program for the World Food Championships barbecue category, which features up to 50 of the best barbecue teams annually in the richest event of food sport history. Over $500,000 will be awarded during this year's tournament of food champs, which encompasses 12 categories of food and cocktails. This all-star series will be very exciting program for the world of food sports, said my pal Mike McLeod, president of World Food Championships. Not only will it feature both celebrity and emerging pitmasters throughout the country, but it will be focused on educating and entertaining barbecue fans in a way that is unique and groundbreaking from a number of perspectives. From free food samples to pitmaster tips and techniques, barbecue fans will have the chance to improve their smoking skills by visiting one of these contests. The All-Star Barbecue Series will include 15 events across the nation starting in May and ending in late August. Each contest will feature six 
barbecue teams, and a $5,000 prize purse, and two golden tickets for the grand champion and the reserve grand champion to move on to the World Food Championships Super Event in November. Each contest will have to create at least three entries at each contest, including chicken, pork ribs, and a special wild card menu dish. Each division will have a winner, while overall points from all categories will determine the grand prize winners of the golden ticket. There will be no entry fees for the teams, which will have to register at worldfoodchampionships.com slash all-star. Once again, if you're taking notes, World Food Championships, plural, with an S at the end, worldfoodchampionships.com slash all-star, and you will do that in your respective region. Uh, region. Once again, these are the areas that will be hosting the events. Las Vegas, El Paso, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, Long Beach, California, Sioux City, Iowa, Addison, Illinois, Westland, Michigan, Waldorf, Maryland, Billings, Montana, Colorado, a place to be announced on August 5th. San Jose, California, August 12th. Rancho Cucamonga, August 19th. Minnetonka, Minnesota, August 19th. And Taylor, Michigan, by the way, those first handful of dates uh, were Vegas, May 13th, which is coming up here next week. June 3rd, El Paso, Texas. June 10th in Nashville. June 17th, Long Beach. A Pacific Northwest, uh, June 24th to be determined, but might not actually happen. Sioux City, Iowa, July 1st. And Addison, Illinois, July 11th. And Westland, Michigan, July 15th. Those are the ones that I neglected to mention there at the top. So, why am I excited about this? Well, because we all know the name of the person that I just said put this together is the architect of the semi-famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series. Mike McLeod. What did Mike McLeod put together back in his tenure as the marketing arm for KCBS? He put together the Sam Series. Do you smell it? I'm no soothsayer. However, Mike McLeod is a food sport architect. He is now in his 11th season of the World Food Championships, and he is now building back up what has the potential, the legs of becoming whatever the next Sam's Club, I'm sorry, yeah, whatever the next Sam's Club series might look like, and it might look like it has something to do with Dave Anderson and an all-star barbecue series and touring across the country at various famous Daves. Now, six teams, that doesn't seem like a lot. So if you're interested in doing this, make sure that you get registered ASAFP because it starts next week. But... If you're looking to get a golden ticket down to the World Food Championship Supers in November, that's a way to do it. So once again, uh, worldfoodchampionships.com slash all-star to sign up. And there's no entry fee. You just have to sign up and uh, they'll call you, let you know if you got in. Then you have to make your way out there, of course. But you can win some money, chicken and ribs, a wild card event. You could be competing against a celebrity chef, and you could be competing right next to a bonafide competition barbecue cook. We'll see what happens. I believe it's being judged through the EAT methodology, the EAT. So very excited about that. Happy that they're also partnering with the show to do a little promotion there. Mike McLeod, genius. Food genius. Food sport genius. Sure, we'll have him on here shortly as well to talk about how this whole thing came together and where the outlook is for it going forward. 
Stanley Cooking Guy is ready to go. Before we get to him, I'll talk to you about Big Pop Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself, from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. They have something for every type of outdoor cook. They have 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition uh, <laughs> competition circuit and in the backyard, just like mine. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that's looking to please everybody, this is the one you want to try. They're also selling cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac two-star general pellet cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not sure of what cooker you want, if you have all these other questions, call them and ask. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com, spelled B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, Smokers.com. We are back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories to complete that Pit Barrel cooking experience. Whether you're a beginner or professional, it doesn't matter. It's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Regardless, visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them Barbecue Central Show sent you. My guest in the second hour is a man who needs no introduction, other than he's got a lot of Emmys and you don't. Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam, it's YouTube poll question of the week time, if you can believe it. Here we go. Love it. Go ahead, buddy. I'm asking everybody this evening, including you, battery-powered cookers will be the next big thing in live fire. Yes or no? No, they will not. Wow. Didn't even hesitate. As you join no, 80% of the voting public. How can that. they be? I, don't- I say this. Oh, wait. I say this. Even having um, seen a thing come across Instagram the other day, I don't have one here, a charger for your iPhone that is so powerful, it can start your car. Really? Yeah. I I guess I believe it to be true. I mean, they were selling it or they were, I don't know. Well, uh, my wife is a fan of QVC. They can probably part a thing, but say what? My wife's a fan of QVC. And uh, one time they were selling something that looked interesting. I mean, they make anything look interesting, right? That's why they're very successful. And of one of these things, it's a charger for your phone, but then yeah. uh, it's got uh, uh, car battery clips. You put them on, right? And you plug it into the charger. Yeah. It looks like a big brick. Not a big brick, but a smallish brick yeah. finish. I'm telling yeah, you what, yeah. it works. 
it works. I took it. It works. Marley's friend called. We're in the school parking lot. Can't get the car started. Did you try this, this, and this? Yeah. Don't move. I'll be right over. And I hopped in the car with the brick, hooked it up to the battery, hit the button, the light turned green, started the car, the thing started right up, 100%. So I, meanwhile, I, I, it'll charge your phone for the next 748 years. God. I haven't uh, been listening tonight so far. I apologize. What's the consensus for uh, battery-powered uh, girls and stuff? 80% yes? no. of the people are saying no. Yeah, I thought so. But we'll see. There are okay. There are okay. some full-sized ones like in planning slash production, but not out. And there are yes. some portable ones. But as Derek Rich has said, he doesn't want to be tethered. You know, it's, it's either all battery or nothing. He doesn't want to have to run a cord to an outlet in the car or take a car battery somewhere. He just wants it to be, if it's portable, like your charcoal portable grill is, you just pick it up and go, yeah. and then you pour charcoal in it and whatever. He wants the yeah. same type of convenience with battery powered, or he is not going to no, feature I, it. Well, but uh, yeah, you're tethered, but it's you're closely tethered. I mean, if it worked, I mean, maybe I'd be okay. I mean, I don't know. I just can't see it being the next big thing. The next big thing, which was the question. That's right. And eighty percent are saying it'll work. And yeah. If you said, do you think it can work? I mean, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Somebody, they can make anything work. Sure. Yeah, it'll work. But how long will it work for? How big will the battery be? I mean, are you going to have like a little 20-pound uh, portable grill and a 25-pound battery? That would be fucking stupid, no? I would love to see it. I would love to see how somebody sure. spins that into marketing. Of course. All that shit's fun to look at and play with. But in practicality, I mean, where are we with this stuff, you know? Sam, can I ask you a question? Hmm. Hmm. I'm wetty. Ready. <laughs> You're wetty? I'm wetty. I'm ready. Sam, have you ever tried potted meat? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, it's not something I eat all the time, but it can, it can be a handy ingredient to have in the pantry. Yeah, I agree. I think potted meat is one of those things that people either love or hate. Some people can't stand the thought of it, while others seem to really enjoy it. Um, I think it comes down to a personal preference. For me, potted meat, I mean, it's not something I crave, but I can appreciate its, its um, uh, versatility as an ingredient. That's a good point. It can be used in a variety of recipes like dips, spreads, and sandwiches. I've even seen some people use it in casseroles and other dishes. Yeah, I mean, I've used it in some recipes before, like a potted meat and cheese dip that's pretty tasty. But you have to be careful with the salt content, since potted meat can be pretty high in sodium. Oh, that's true. You know, it's definitely not a health food, but I think it's fine in moderation. And it can be a convenient snack or meal when you're on the go. Uh, absolutely. I look, I, I think it's important to have a balanced diet. Yes. But there's nothing wrong with indulging in a little potted meat. Every Agreed. Agreed. So what's your favorite way to enjoy potted meat, Sam? I'm a simple guy, Greg. Um, I like it on a cracker. With <laughs> I like it on a cracker with some hot sauce. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes 
The simple things are the best. You blew it right at the end. I couldn't. I couldn't. I cannot keep up this ruse any longer. I thought you were going to lose it to Tasty. Look, I never say Tasty, but I agreed to read it as was, as is. We almost like secretly planned it last night. We were going back and forth. Like, should we ad lib? Should we just do it? So uh, no. obviously nobody knows what we're talking about here. However, no, and, uh, and people have probably turned off now. The one person in, uh, in Clubhouse is fucking gone. Plotted Actually, me. at last check, there were three people. There are three people in Clubhouse right now. Believe it or not, take my word for it. Don't go now. Look. Now I can get this off my screen. Yes, uh, I've got my Please. Word doc up in full screen, so now I can come back and see you. So. What you need to know, and I'm talking to the audience, is there is a chat GPT, oh, I'm going to use the word expert, but that might be stretching it a little bit, named Ron Happ. You find him over at the Barbecue Central Show's uh, group page, which is different from the Barbecue Central Show fan page because Facebook is really weird. And he has been on a tear recently of making posts that have obviously been run through chat GPT. And this one made it up last week after he heard me talk about my incident with, did you have that hanging up? No, I printed it first. And then I realized I'd, my eyes would be probably looking down or sideways. So I had it on my screen, but, but now people can see this yeah. nonsense. All right. Yeah. I mean, so it was, uh, so Ron went in after listening to the fact that I was trapped next to a guy on the airplane coming back home last week from Dallas and uh, like two hours into a two and a half hour flight, this guy that was coming from New Mexico up to Thistledown Thoroughbred Racetrack, which by the way, it's like the worst thoroughbred racing track here in Cleveland, <laughs> said with peace and love, but it's the worst. And he just cracks open this thing and I'm like, in, in two seconds, like it was infecting my nose, my eyes were Wait watering. A sec. On the effing plane? Yes, and I was like, "What the hell?" And I said, "What? You, what is that?" And he said, you "Oh man, it's, it's potted meat." And I said, "Potted meat?" And he said, "Yeah." And I'm, he's like, "Do you want some?" And he showed me it, this can, and I was like, "That looks like cat food, dude." It. Like oh, I know what I God. feed my cats every morning, and that has the same shape. And maybe the cat food smells a little bit better, but you know, six rows ahead of us, you had this going on. Like you didn't even have to, what? nobody had to say anything. They just yeah. did the, the nose up with the turn and then two rows behind me. People are like standing up like, what the hell just happened? And you're sitting beside him. You know, this yeah. is the same guy that microwaves day old, uh, uh, salmon or cod fillets in the microwave at the office. Yes. That's him. Like he was unabashed. We were almost done That's with the flight balls, and then he man. ruined it. Horrible. 30 minutes left and he just cracked open this can. He had saltine crackers and he was just cramming them in like a Jesus. steam shovel right into his mouth. I mean, Did again, you tell him that's rude? This is a guy who's going do to Thistledown Racetrack. So the standards aren't very high anyway, but potted meat brings it to a whole no. new level. People in Warrensville Heights, Ohio would laugh at this guy where he was going. We were flying back from uh, Seoul. Uh, no, we weren't. We were coming back from uh, Mexico. Yeah. We, began. we were coming back from uh, Zihuatanejo, Mexico. And um, a really simple menu, Volaris Airlines. Uh, it was great. It was fine. 
and uh, you know, a simple little like onboard menu you can buy stuff. I I had a quick look at it. it was it was like a three hour flight. I wasn't feel like eating anything. Somebody about the two hour mark in ordered a um, cup noodles, a basic everyday cup noodles, like ramen. Literally the the cup noodles brand, yeah. And it went down the aisle past me. The, like they put the boiling water in it up in the, the the flight attendant station. They walked down the aisle past me with it. And I was like, oh, fuck, that smells pretty good. I'm telling you that one cup noodle, two hours into a three hour flight, yeah. became 18. Really? I counted 18. And it was the smell of the cup noodles that got people. Unlike the smell of the potted, disgusting, gross meat in the little can. Have you ever heard of that term? A smell can be a good thing or oh, a horrible yeah, of fucking course. thing. You ever heard of the term potted meat? Yes, the Brits do it. Oh, okay. It's a thing. But they do it there and it's not disgusting. There's a restaurant in London that I like to go to. It's called Hawksmoor. It's a, uh, a British steakhouse. There's five or six of them there. In fact, there's one in New York. And they have a little thing of potted meat. And it's effing delicious, hmm. but it's more like a um, sort of like a pate ish kind of thing. You take and you spread on a delicious crispy bread that they've you know sliced baguettes and done in the brick oven or something like that. That there's a good version of that stuff hmm. that you would eat and you'd be like, "Damn, this is something good." But what the cat shit that bro brought out of the can <laughs> and had the balls to rip open beside you? Holy shit! Yeah. He didn't. He didn't guy, like it. He didn't put it on a cracker with hot flight. sauce. No, that guy should be banned, uh, like people that slug flight attendants. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference? In my opinion, I mean, he slugged his, thirty people with a no shot. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Okay, but we read that, so you didn't really finish. Your 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 guy wrote the yeah had uh, the chat GPT thing create that script. Yeah, so I thought it would be funny if I just ripped it word for word off of the group page yeah. and that we read through it, see if anybody was going to be buying it. So uh, Sean Reed could, said potted meat with Sam's favorite eggs. Next video idea. <laughs> you could do a um, a 10 listener poll and see how many people believe that that convo was real. Alright, uh, anybody listening on Facebook and YouTube, if you thought that conversation was real as it was happening don't lie because now you know the truth be honest if we are nothing but courageous and honest on the show of course uh tell us as we're talking here if you thought it was a real conversation or a fake conversation and uh i'll pull it as we're talking here so when we were talking last month sam you were doing the show tuesday but then literally the next day you were catching a bird to seoul south korea mm -hmm. now you're back Seoul, south korea what was the what was Seoul, South Korea like? Well, my second time, actually my third time, um, and it, it's it's fascinating. It's delicious. It's uh, an amazing country, and the people are great. We had a we just had a tremendous time. We've only aired one small part of it so far. Yeah, uh, we continued uh, all last month. Uh, in April, every episode, every video on YouTube was a smash burger-esque of some type. So we shot one in Seoul in this area called the Myeongdong, which is a um, which is known for street food. Most nights, there's maybe 75 or 100 uh, carts selling every manner of everything that you can think of. 
deeply uh, Koreanized food to coconut shrimp to uh, uh, baked uh, sweet potatoes. I mean, anything you can think of, they've got uh, a boneless chicken feet. We had one night. How do you get boneless chicken feet? There's bones in the feet. Dude, dude uh, you know, I go to dim sum you eat and, we'll, and I, I'll eat, I'll have chicken feet. I mean, I don't do it if the whole family's there. It's fine. I, I like it. It's actually very good. But the problem is, just look at your hand. Yeah. Think of how many little bones are in your fingers. Right? I know how many bones are in the a finger. Chicken, a, a chicken fo- How many? There's four. <laughs> but, imagine a chicken foot. It's so much smaller. There's not four. Yes. Um, there's so much. It's so much smaller. And the bones are tiny. How they debone it, yeah. I, I really don't know. So I asked the guy, and he's stir frying it, whatever, putting in sauce. And I say to the guy, "How do you debone a chicken foot?" He goes, "I don't know. I just buy it like this." Really? So it turns out there was actually some bone still in, and maybe it was cartilage. But the point is, one night in the Myeongdong district, uh, we were eating at a woman's cart that had tukboki, those those like like sort of uh rice roll things in a deep gochujang kind of sauce she had great stuff and we strike up a conversation and uh we say can i interrupt just for a second i'm sorry yeah you say we struck up a conversation because you have somebody that speaks korean with you turns out uh mrs ann had pretty good english what does pretty good english in the dong dong district sound like Myeongdong, it means that you could have a conversation with her with your Cleveland English. Wow. She was great. Lovely. We did have two two Korean uh, uh, two Korean um, chaperones with us. Yeah. They were great. And they tell you and like they, all the rules. Um, don't do this. Don't do that. They'll cane you for this. Uh, They'll kill you for that. A little, no a spitting. little bit. A, a tiny bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's I'm, the biggest I'm rule not, they tell you not I'm to not do that Americans would normally do? Be entitled? I don't, you know what? I don't know that we really got too many rules. Yeah. Um, do you tower over everybody there? You know, uh, no. The The Koreans are pretty tall. Yeah. Not like they, the They're taller than the Japanese. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, my uh, my initial contact into the uh, this whole Korean thing was, is a guy who's like 6'4". Oh wow! And they're not—they're not—they're—they're uh, they're much taller than the Japanese. Mm. But so the point is, we strike up a conversation. We're eating her food, and uh, she recognizes that we're not Korean, and she speaks to us in English. And this starts a conversation, and and then we say, "Well, so what do you think if um, if one night we could rent your cart from you, and and use it for shooting a an episode? We have a YouTube channel, and blah blah blah, and." And it became a yes, but she said, look, so, I mean, this is her livelihood. And she said, uh, after we close. Yeah. And and she shut down around uh, 1130 at night when the traffic starts to dissipate, the foot traffic. And you, like, that's probably so, better for you, right? You don't want a bunch of nonsense and tomfoolery no, going no, we around like, no, while you're shooting. No, no, lots, lots of people is more fun for us. Oh, all right. You like it's the, a little more uh, manic the, and the car wreck I would have liked more exactly hundred percent yeah but so um so we went that night about eleven thirty. We went and bought all our groceries at the store to the most manic grocery store that will come out in crazy the video. i mean i've never seen anything like this in my life i mean i took my 
my phone and I just did this for a second all around. It was like, um, it was like uh, 10 minutes before the store, all the stores were closing for Christmas Eve and they weren't going to be open for another week. And you had to buy <laughs> everything that you wanted for your holiday festivities. I was just fucking people everywhere and a language that I couldn't understand and lots of noise and pushing and shoving because there were so many people. And, uh, anyway, so we buy our groceries and we go there about 11.30. Miss, Mrs. Ann and Mr. Parker, husband, are, are cleaning really nice. And we probably didn't start shooting until about quarter after 12. Mm. So there was hardly anybody around, few people walking by. But we made smash burgers there. And a, a couple of Americans <laughs> that were fans came by and uh, they stopped and we made them burgers. It was it was fun. So that's the first thing that we've aired from there. We've got something that we shot in an air in, in a in a hangar at Korean Air in front of a uh, a Boeing seven thirty seven plane is the backdrop. Wow, is about thirty feet behind me, and I'm at a table in front of it. And then another episode will be us trying all this variety of food in this uh, Myeongdong district. Uh, that was fabulous. Do you go for like a fear and, factor and type of the, thing where you're eating balut eggs and whale testicles and things like this? No, no. no. That's fun. Why no, not do balut one of those is, things? Because I don't really. Yes, but it's about the views. My first time, my first, uh, first time in Tokyo, we were taken out for dinner by some uh, uh, people that live there. And you know, the super polite. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, super polite and they take you out and you're, you're get there. You are their guests and they want you to, you know, try things first. And this beautiful, uh, it's a yakitori restaurant, mostly stuff on little skewers, but there's a couple sashimi like things in the beginning. And this dish comes out and it looks like, um, looks like somebody has crafted, uh, salmon sashimi, raw salmon into like a rose petal. It's fucking huh? gorgeous. And they put it in the table and I say, you should go ahead. And they go, no, 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 please, please, please. You're our guest. And so I, I pick it up, uh, pick up a piece with my chopsticks and I dip it in a little, whatever the sauce was and I take a bite and I'm eating it. It's, it's delicious, but it, it doesn't have a whole lot of taste. And I go, uh, what, what is this? And there's a little back and forth conversation, blah, 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 blah. And the guy looks at me and he goes, uh, chicken. <laughs> and I go, uh, but it doesn't look like it's cooked. He goes, uh, more conversation. Blah, blah, blah. No, raw chicken. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. But you see, here's the thing. When the food is at a particular level, uh, you're okay with it. I was okay with you're it. You're okay with throwing safety to, rest, to the, uh, the window? I'm not eating raw chicken. I'm not eating raw chicken here. But there, that but there day, has to be better. Tokyo, there has to be better food standards in America than anywhere else. I'm not 100. percent Why do you hate America? And it's not. Wait, it's not. I don't hate it. But but the point is not so much about food standards, but about freshness and where it comes from. And that chicken was probably clucking around the day before. Yeah, but that doesn't make it any less the cola it's not, been, it's not been processed in a giant plant and and then transported 800 miles and frozen and defrosted and frozen and i'm telling you it was fucking delicious i'm I mean, sure once the sauce was on it was pretty bland and yeah yikes yeah i would never do that i would want to know raw chicken in advance but, but balut 
Yeah. Balut. And for those that are listening, watching that don't know, it's an embryonic chicken in an egg. Soft beak. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a beak in there and feathers and stuff and, yeah. and liquid. People and love the Filipinos, that. Not all Filipinos do it. I know plenty of Filipinos that I go, do you eat balut? And I go, no, I do not. That's a trick. My grandmother does, but it's not a trick. It's disgusting. Yeah, no kidding. But this raw chicken that day in Tokyo in the Ginza, who's okay. So were you in Korea to do more show stuff or was it more tourist and take in the country? No, it was stuff? fully shooting. It fully was fully shooting. shooting. Oh. How yeah. long were you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we left uh, Wednesday night, the 5th, and we landed the morning of the 7th, 5 a.m. in Seoul. Mm. You lose a day. It's like it was like a 12, 13-hour flight, something like that. Direct? So we, we shot Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and came home Tuesday. Mm. It's yeah. almost a week. Yep. How much Fantastic. content do you come out with? So we had that one smash burger thing that went into the month. We've got the uh, the 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 thing that I made in front of the seven thirty seven in the hangar, and then the um, the video that will showcase all that different food, the food we tasted in the Myeongdong that night. We're hmm. over you know day and a half or something. So three three episodes. You can't come back from a trip like that and post fourteen. Videos think, because uh, if people don't want it, if you don't give a shit about uh, uh, Seoul, uh, they'll excuse you for one or two or three. And the Smash Burger made it into one, so it's really like two, one Seoul centric one, mm -hmm. and then uh, the thing in front of the plane you could make, and it was one of the honestly one of the best things we made in a long time. But you know, uh, not everybody cares about that stuff, so that gets know. released well, this month. Still, yeah, but you, who knows? You know, our episode on Monday was um, something called an Irish spice bag. Yes, I saw it. You ever heard of it? Saw it. No, yeah. I, it was the first time I learned about it this morning when I watched the video. Yeah, I, I've only learned about it recently and been dying to do it since I learned about it. Uh, and it, in two days, it's already, you know, over 300,000 views. So you don't know necessarily what people will hmm. uh, take to. But you do know that some travel stuff, we travel and shoot because we like it. We know not everybody digs it. So you don't want to, you know, poison your feed with too much travel. So it's all fun. Couldn't you fun. take advantage of uh, Instagram stories or Facebook reels or whatever and, you know, not put stuff in the YouTube feed, but do saying the cooking yeah, guy I stuff behind I the should, scenes. Like digital you know storytelling. You should... Maybe yeah, encompass and hug should. a little bit more on the digital storytelling. We probably should, and I'm not good at that, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can put you in contact with I, somebody I, that's an expert. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Is he coming up? His name rhymes with Sean Walchef. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Walchef. Is he one of the guys in Clubhouse right now? You think he lives no, there? He's got a no. permanent room. No. <laughs> Uh, we don't embrace that nearly as much as we should. Hmm. But you I think mean, that would help I'm, or no? We're bit, I don't think you think it uh, would help. Probably. Oh, I'm sure it would. Huh. I'm sure it would. And I'm not being, you know, intentionally cavalier about it. But I mean, I'm surprised uh, so maybe Max isn't on your ass a little bit more about that. That seems like something not, he actually. would really champion. No, he is not on my ass about that huh. at all. 
I wonder why. Yeah. He's probably too busy editing those videos. Probably need to get a new part-time chance. <laughs> By the way, part-time chance just got engaged. He did? Yeah. He was in Portugal oh, last week. Surprised it took that long. He's very strapped. He's uh he's, he's dreamy engaged eyes. to the great to the great carry. He does have dreamy eyes, yes. yeah. Well, no, look, we, there's lots to do. You know, we shoot YouTube a few days a week and then the restaurants uh, consume a bunch of time and we're making some changes and adding new things to the menu. And I've, I've been there a lot. And by the way, yeah. uh, today's video yes. is a Cinco de Mayo line. In, I don't know how long the video is, 18 <laughs> minutes, maybe something like that. We did uh, carne asada burrito. We did uh, chili lime corn grilled. We did uh, shrimp tacos. We did a chicken chorizo enchilada. I think it's that you pronounced would refer to chorizo. A, <laughs> okay, a choripoyo. Uh, I made a margarita. I made um, a michelada. I made um, the hell else that I made? Oh, I made something called sangrita, a little non-alcoholic thing that you drink alongside. The sipping tequila. Hmm. That's cap pissing on your shit back no, there. No, but one's getting ready to jump up here. I can hear him. Okay. Mother well, let him come up. Oh, f him. You uh, would like a little love. Uh, I was going to ask you about. Oh, cripes. Oh, do you do something special for tomorrow at the restaurants for the nerds? You mean, do you mean for Friday? No, no, no. Tomorrow for the nerds. What's tomorrow? May the fourth be with you. No, no. <laughs> what am I going to do? Some fucking black, all black taco? I don't know. No, I don't do anything for nerds. You have something we are doing black something tacos? We're going to make a black tortilla and, a, <laughs> and, and I put, uh, who knows, black charcoal powder on something, but that would be overdone. So That's played. Why, why would I want to do that? That's played. That's right. Uh, no, we're doing just a little. Uh, I make uh, on the flat top on the Blackstone. I'll be making um, uh, uh, cooking birria tacos Friday between four and six happy oh, hour. Yeah, or dos or as uh, feliz hour, whatever mm -hmm. you call it. I don't know what you call it. That'll be fun. Sounds a little uh, a lote corn. That'll be fun. What's the? Is it the inside or the outside skirt steak that you want to use for tacos or whatever? I don't know actually. Um, I go to a, uh, great butcher shop here in town called Cecil's. I don't think I've ever asked w which it is. You just asked for skirt steak? They only have one. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's always the same. It's always amazingly delicious. I make my carne asada with skirt steak. I know a lot of people use, uh, uh, um, flank flank. I don't like flank. I like flank. Fuck the flank. Oh, it's okay. never nearly as tender as I want. You can't get it nearly as, as Cook it tender medium as, rare. What are you talking as, about? As, uh, no, no, stop it. No. Skirt steak's the way to go, man. Skirt steak. I mean, it's I, I like it. That's uh, my my Flanks new for, uh, my new favorite Mexican restaurant in Houston, Lupe Tortilla uses one of those inside or outside uh, skirt steaks for their yeah. fajitas, and they're absolutely it. fabulous. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I'll ask Jess yes, Pryle. Skirt. She's an expert. She's a food skirt. scientist. She'll know. Skirt. Yes, she's a food scientist. Skirt. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. When did you hear somebody go uh, flank? Absolutely fabulous. People go flank. It's good. Great. Yeah, nice. I think it's overplayed. I think skirt I think is the new flank. Maybe people are screwing their I flank think. up. I cooked it. 
two weeks ago. I can cook a flank. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not I hard. can cook a flank, I think, as well as anybody. Uh-huh. And I just think skirt wins. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Put here. them side by side and try it. All right. I'm not here to argue. I'm just saying that. I think you, you know, are. Skirt, no, never. Um, I think people like it when we argue. So we'll oh, give them what they well, want. Well, great. Let me give them what they want then. I watch you. I watch every yeah. single smash video all month. Atta boy. Thank you. Yeah. Well you're not gonna Did thank me favorite? now because you know what? You know what, what? I saw? I saw you see? that Traeger Flat Rock sit in the back and not get used one fucking time. <laughs> that's weird because that seems like well, it would be a perfect product to, to use for smashing everything in a month. And yet, the Evo is chosen time and time and time uh, and 12 times just, in a smash uh, okay, month. Okay, listen, 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 mm. listen, listen. Hey, listen. you don't have to that. say anything like, at all. We all, you don't have we to all say get your hatred of, of Traeger. We <laughs> all just, understand it. Obviously not just don't mine. Don't we, Doug? Obviously not Doug just mine. Doug gets it. No. The Flat Rock is great, but I'm going to tell it's you Doug something. If you saw the amount of gear that the boys have to deal with and going <laughs> over there, it's a pain in the ass. Yes. Hiking two cameras, Max has 10 got feet a, is terrible. Max has got, no, no, there's three cameras. Max has got one of them on this dolly system. Uh, listen, when you got one camera in front of you, come try our setup sometime and then see how easy it is. Hey. And if you don't Pal, have to do it, you look, don't have to do it. What are you talking about? I have these things. I have what? these things. I have this what? thing. Dude, I have okay. this thing. Exactly. I have all these monitors. The, I mean, uh, the confidence monitor yeah. up there okay. as well. So now, guess what? Now, I say to you, I want you to take all your gear and go upstairs to the fucking kitchen. Yeah, You're but this is a live show, that. Jack. Doesn't matter. Same what thing. What do you mean you it doesn't matter? When it. you're recording, it, it matters matter. everything. Of course. You can oh, set no, it up. Stop you're saying plenty. You're saying plenty. You're saying plenty. Twenty times worse. Don't. You're saying plenty. People don't want to hear you complain about. This. I'm not complaining. Really <laughs> you're complaining <laughs> about not. my my workflow. Hmm. Tell you about my workflow. Let me tell you this. Go ahead. <laughs> you tell me I've said it all and end my end my pain here. Tomorrow. Shit. Shit my damn pants, wrote in through instant chat. <laughs> I feed my dog raw chicken. Don't do that. There you go. Look, I think shit my damn pants. Under, I'm sorry. Shit my damn pants underscore. In case you want to follow him on wait, Twitch. Let me, uh, let I think dogs have different digestive systems, so you can do would that. You, would you eat eggs that have been left out overnight? Well, yeah. I mean, you just. That's a, that's that would be a egg, right? Do you refrigerate your eggs? Yeah, because they come refrigerated. But I, I mean, like, would if you, uh, would you if, eat an egg if you walked into a supermarket yeah. and they were not refrigerated? Sure, they could have came right from the farm. I could walk up the street and go grab an egg out of the what do you I call those things? Same concept. With, I think it's a. I think it's the same concept with the chicken. Well, of the course shit not. that's fresh. It's consumed. Chickens have it a, chickens have a coli breeding all over them. No, stop it. Yes, they do. We shot we shot in Hong Kong. Uh, Don't make 10, me get Mrs. Meathead ago. on here. We shot at Meathead. No, Mrs. Meathead. Oh, Mrs. Meathead. Uh, Jess. No, 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 no. Mi- Meathead's Meathead? wife, Mrs. Meathead. 
is a yeah. uh, uh, now retired uh, microbiologist for the Food and Drug Administration. I don't want to hear her her <laughs> her doomsday business. <laughs> Stop it. Would Mrs. Meathead be okay with um, them selling meat in Hong Kong at a stall in the Dong Dong District? Oh, that's Seoul. I'm talking Hong Kong. It's oh. a whole other country. Where is that? Hong Kong. It's in China. Oh, forget China. They're insufferable. We saw we shot there and uh, in an outdoor market in China, and I'm in Hong Kong, and I'm talking to a guy at a meat stand, no refrigeration, meat hanging, hmm. and I said to him, I, I have to ask this question: <laughs> Is there not an issue with it being not refrigerated? Was it cured? He goes, everything was fresh today. Everything will be bought today. Everything will be cooked today. Huh. That's how they do it here. That's a way and to do no it. People aren't getting sick. That's a way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Same thing with the chicken. Mm. Kill the chicken, cut it up, serve it. You're done. It's all fine. I think we worry too right. much. Well, I think we now have a topic that I'm going to be asking Meathead about Mrs. next week. Meathead about it. Uh, and I'm going to have ahead. him bring Miss, Mrs. Meathead in as a consult. And then in two months' time, I'll ask you can chastise a, me. another food scientist, Jess Pryles, about this and see. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Go they're going to say, look, it's assumed risk. Sam's probably more right than he is wrong. But know that if you're going to do it, you're going to be taking a certain amount of risk, even if it's you know been killed and blooded out or bled out or whatever the hell you call it, uh, as fresh as it can be, short of biting its own head off and eating it with feathers on. Uh, but there's going to be risk more than then if I, then we I didn't ask do the question these about, items. Then ask the question also while you're asking is about steak tartare. Throw that into the mix. Well, I've and we've already talked about that from, before. It's not different. That's an assumed and, risk. Mm. Yeah, which, I mean, mm -hmm. because I love to live in hypocrisy, that's the state that I live in with a, with the city, the capital city of hypocrisy. I have, I eat, you eat, I eat beef carpaccio, which is raw, thinly sliced yes, wagyu beef with capers and arugula, and it's delicious. Do you like tartare? I've only had it once. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the texture and I was a little weirded out that I might get sick, but I didn't. Again, assumed risk. So, I, again, I think me asking why, why this question. Why would you get weirded out? Wait, why would you think you would get sick with because I've always Because raw meat, raw meat. Raw meat. In, in a ground. I'm sick. But in a ground state. the same state, concept. But in a ground state, it's more dangerous. <laughs> it is not. No, 100%. If you take, if you take, you say 100%? Yes. If you, if you have two if pieces of a, whole a, meat, a right? Two take, pieces of whole meat that you cut side by side off a off a off a animal. Yeah. And one you slice and yeah. one you you chop up? Yes. No, You're saying the no, chopped no, no, up no. one is, is Tartar is ground. Right? Not necessarily. Not no. oh. Here's what I think. It can be ground, but in, in fancy places? Yes. You'll knife it. Like a uh, like a fine dice. State. A fine dice. Yes, and so why is ground bad in your in your mind? Well, ground is bad because if you have two whole pieces and then you grind one, whatever bacteria yes. is now on the surface of the meat is now in the middle of the meat. 
So even if you're cooking it, you're not killing the bacteria that has now been forced in the middle of the meat. So if you've got two pieces, you've ground one, whatever's in the middle and or on the outside is now in the middle. Yeah. What about the, the one that you slice, whatever's on the outside? It's still going in your mouth. Uh, yes, but I think it's, uh, I think there's less risk. Plus, I can cut the top part of the <laughs> no, meat off no. if I want, or I can boil. No, 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 I can boil saying, a pot no. of water and do a quick. We're not dip boiling anything. We got raw versus meat. raw, buddy. Raw versus. I don't raw. think I want to eat anything raw. I'll <laughs> stick with the lamb heart <laughs> and testicle paste over at Larder yeah. and be safe. That we got to get you to some other countries where some shit's going on. It's interesting. No. Yeah. Why would I? You go do to you all ever the countries. Do, do you ever do? You have a bowl of ramen with like a raw egg yolk on top, and mix that in or rice. Ever raw egg yolk? Yeah. Like strain a, a like a cracked egg over it. Yes. Yes. No. I guess I no could. white. I mean, I've I've drank raw. Do you raw do yolks? No, I don't. Where? I don't think to do it. I would do it, but I don't think to do it. I don't eat a lot of ramen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A bowl of rice. Hot steam, yeah, fresh white rice, yeah, with some uh, like Korean style bulgogi, bulgogi beef, yeah, bulgogi. some vegetables, some green onion, and then one raw egg yolk, no yeah. white, yeah, on top that right. you mix into the hot rice. I'm down. It's in- incredible. I'm down. I used to put uh, I used to put sunny side up egg on my rice, and then you know break <laughs> it up sunny side up. Yeah. So now I'll just so excuse all the cooking. I'll excuse the cooking what and just man. put the raw. <laughs> Yeah, had a little nice uh, succulence and richness to the rice that's otherwise kind of plain. How about tartar with a little quail egg. egg yolk yes. yeah. on top? That's how it came when I had. You're good. With, you're good with that. I'm. You're good with that. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, you're it was fine. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. I'd rather have carpaccio. Sam, what am I making for dinner tomorrow night? Whew. Uh, I think you should go make the. The chicken chorizo uh, enchiladas chicken that we made that were so damn good. Hmm. Go check the video. T- all the recipes are there. Or make a carne asada burrito with skirt steak. Hmm. And my carne asada, I'm going to put up against almost anybody's. I've oh. had actual people from Mexico come up to me and say, oh, my God, your carne asada is so delicious. Oh, But I wouldn't tell my grandmother that you put soy sauce in it. Hmm. Because th- that's, against the, that's against the law, I guess. No, it's not against the law. It's just weird to mm, them, I think. I guess. Weird to old school people. Sam, you've said it all. The, I, you've done you. it. I'm waiting for this you've moment. You've done it once more. I don't know thank how you. much further we could possibly know more about you this very evening. But you've said I it. Can't. And we're so fortunate that you spend one Tuesday, the very first Tuesday of the month of the second hour with us. I'm grateful for all these years of Content, I wouldn't have it any other way. Friendship. And Thank I can't you. wait Thank to you. see what we're going to be talking about in June. I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, food safety. We will probably your, have a recap uh, with, with all my scientists. information that you get from uh, Mrs. Meathead. That's right. We're going to corral or Mrs. Jess. Meathead, bring her out of retirement. <laughs> Jess I'll will consult beat the Jess. shit out of That's anything right. that I've ever said. That's right. They will come up with the opinion that do not listen to anything Sam the Cooking Guy has to say. Do you hear what By Sam way, says? He is not the you, expert. You are not. <laughs> I'm not Sam an expert. This is what I'd like. 
He's not the food scientist. Listen to the side. By the way, yeah. don't put your butter, don't keep your butter in the fridge. Or keep some butter never, in the fridge. Never. Keep the rest of it no, no, in, no, no, a, no. in a container. I have Amish rolled butter. And by the way, that the butter, pantry. that butter bell thing. You know what the butter bell is? No. It's a two-part system. <laughs> you take this and you put butter in it, okay? Yeah. Fill it up to the top. Then this, you put like an inch of water in. And now the butter part goes in and sits against a layer of water All that right. presumably keeps it okay, which means when you lift it up, you get wet butter. Yeah, why? It's mental. It's stupid. Go look up Butterbell. I bet you somebody watching has used or been in a home that has had a Butterbell. I've never even heard of it. How, how often it's are you not ridiculous. using butter to where you're worried about it going bad? That's a crime in itself. Dude, I talk about it all the time, my butter out. And I often get yes. people writing going, you know, my grandmother used to do that, but I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> that those people would probably be okay with all your food concerns. Yes, well, I can imagine. Just eat and be fine with it. We're going to do that, and we're going to try the uh, asada, chorizo. Carne asada, chorizo. Right. And you don't have to say treats. If so. we aren't already, we're going to subscribe to you. Everybody. And may the fourth be Go with you, somewhere. Sam. No, I never. <laughs> I've never once said that. I will never say that. We'll see you in June. How about that? Not a, yes, oh. and I will talk to you before then. All right, there he is, Sam, the cooking guy. Thecookingguy.com is the website if you would like his products, which I am encouraging all of you to go get multiples of, especially the BFF. Do that at shopstcg.com. That's shop dot, or no, shopstcg.com. Shopstcg. Sam the Cooking Guy, stcg.com. All the way back in the first hour was Malcolm Reed from How to Barbecue Right, howtobbqright.com, and Killer Hogs, the pitmaster of that team. We open segmented it after Malcolm, and then we got into it with Sam the Cooking Guy, who carried the balance of the second hour, which I certainly appreciate. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead is in. Robert Moss is in. And don't forget, on Monday the 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern, we will be revealing the 10 finalists for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Three of those, maybe four of those, will make it into the 2023 Barbecue Hall of Fame class. So stay tuned for that. Follow me on social at BBQ Central Show on all the platforms to make sure that you are updated with all of that. And we'll make sure that we are ready to rock and roll with Elizabeth and Robert Moss from the American Royal and RobertFMoss.com. Obviously, you know him. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Bye-bye. This is Steve, the cookout coach, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.